0: Hey, good evening, everybody. JD here going solo tonight without Clayton. Uh, he had uh, something going on with church. He couldn't make the show. So, it's, you guys got me tonight. Um, as usual, we'll start the show off. Second Amendment, a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people shall not be infringed. Um, and let's we'll start something right away. A show. We got uh, um, a GoFundMe account going. Great. A lifelong friend of mine. Two of them, actually. Uh, Marty Beard and his wife, Crystal, she ends up, um, she's got cancer. And guys, go on, go fund me. That's Crystal Beard family. um, Help the Beards out. Chris, I mean, couldn't find a nicer person in the world. I've known Chris and and Marty since the uh, mid-'80s. Bad situation here for them. you put them in your prayers and go go on, go fund me and help them out. uh, They need it. It's uh, it's a bad deal, but, you know, just get, get on there and help the beards out, please. There's there's some great people. Everybody knows Marty and, and Chris is awesome too. So, all right. So tonight's show, I'm going to get some comments here real quick, but before I, before I uh, go any further here, it's, it's like I said, it's just me. So, uh, Tramp, Hey, good evening, Trampus, Josh Patterson. What's up, Josh. Thanks for joining us. Eric Newman evening, everyone. Whalen Turnus, evening Whalen. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Dan Brown, good evening. Dan. one shop cap, good evening, Patriots. Brian Warner, good evening, fellow MVS. Absolutely, Brian. Hey Lynette, glad you're here too. Gene Cox, rock on, JD. You rock. You rock on, Gene. You do rock. Uh, Josh Patterson, Marty's a great guy there, and my appreciate that, Josh. And trust me, if you never met Marty's wife, um, Chris, she's she's awesome. I met uh, Chris, my first girlfriend I ever had, uh, Jen Maher. Um, Chris is uh, <clears throat> sorry. Chris is um, friends with her, and that's all. <clears throat> that's how I met Chris. But <clears throat> sorry, getting a little choked up <clears throat> about that. But uh, <clears> okay, <throat> we're <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna just go out the show here. Appreciate everybody um, with the comments here, uh, and good evening to everybody. Again, so tonight's show we're gonna we're gonna hit on some gun control stuff right away. I got one little article here, and then uh, I'm gonna kind of keep it um, you know gear, gear and hunting, you know shooting kind of specific. You know, honestly, I would uh, I would rather talk about that than than uh, than gun control stuff, but you know it's it's in my wheelhouse, so that's what we're gonna talk about. Um, so the first thing we're gonna hit on here this evening, uh, Biden. Biden-Harris administration, of course, they're trying to pass gun control, and that that hasn't been working too well for them, right? Um, They cooked up a scheme to use taxpayer dollars, our money, to incentivize states to pass laws that punish gun owners. Great, right? It's not bad enough that that our tax dollars are are used against us a ton already, but um, now we got it going against this. What they're calling it is the Safer States Initiative. Um, Basically, they want each state to appoint a gun control czar. That's always great, right, to have another czar. are using it from the uh, the old Russian terminology there. To help enact Second Amendment prohibition. Everything from criminalizing private transfers to banning, of course, black rifles. And trust me, it's way more than that. And, of course, the red flag laws. That's on their agenda. In fact, I'll give you a little rundown here of, of, um, of you know, their blueprint basically establishing a state office of gun violence prevention oh yeah that that's always good that's always great you know gun violence the gun's not committing to violence people with guns are so let's let's get after them first investing in evidence informed solutions to prevent and respond to gun violence including community violence interventions uh crime gun intelligence centers and implementation of Extreme risk protection or red flag laws, you know, take your guns away before they prove you've done anything wrong or you're guilty of anything. Strengthen support for survivors and victims of gun violence. All right. I'd, I'd probably be on board with that one a little bit. I mean, there, you know, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Some, you know, some people, I'm, obviously a bunch of people probably are, are um, traumatized by that. Reinforcing responsible gun ownership by requiring safe storage of firearms and reporting loss and stolen firearms um uh, requiring safe storage i, I don't know that that is that's responsible some people who are irresponsible with their firearms maybe Um, i store a lot of my guns but guns that i use to defend um, my family and my house and myself <laughs> why would i want those locked up i need those at the ready uh, strengthening gun background checks by enacting universal background checks legislation and removing barriers to complete enhanced background checks and I'm going to hold the end there and go with this first part. Enacting universal background checks. Again, we did the latest mass shooting, mass shooting that we've had in Vegas. The guy passed a background check, as did basically all of these guys. Criminals don't care less about background checks. I mean, I know we hit on this a lot, but I mean, they're going to keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it. Criminals couldn't care less. They'll have, um, you know, like gangbangers. It's proven they take their girlfriends to the gun shop, point out what they want. Their girlfriends buy it. They don't have a, uh, that can pass a background check. So, I mean, you can do that to anything you want, and it, it's not going to matter. And a lot of criminals, I think they've done a test, these criminals and penitentiaries, you know where they get most of their guns? They steal the damn things from people. So, <laughs> I don't know, you need a background check if you're going to steal a gun, right? So, and uh, and holding the gun industry accountable by banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, and enacting and enacting firearm-specific liability laws to ensure that victims of gun violence have their day in court, the, the gun industry is accountable. Is again with this crap? Um, if a gun malfunctions and doesn't work properly and somebody's injured, yes, you can't. I mean, it's a lot. It's already there's already a law. You can't sue. The gun manufacturers, because somebody uses their gun in a crime to kill somebody or shoot somebody or commit a robbery, it's not the it's not the gun's fault. You know, you can't sue. <laughs> do people sue Louisville Bat Company because actually bats kill more people than AR-15s do? Do people sue Louisville or whoever makes bats anymore? I don't know. I don't I don't play softball anymore. Um, Marini or whoever, because they club somebody over the head and kill them. Or, no, you can't do that. It's not the damn bats' fault. You know, but uh Mark Oliva, the managing director of the National Shooting Sports Foundation, said the White House, knowing that their gun control wish list doesn't stand a chance in Congress, is looking to outsource their Second Amendment prohibition agenda to the state. So exactly, exactly. You know, give our money hey, hey, here's some money, man. Um, which I'm gonna get into here shortly. This includes franchising a taxpayer expense offices similar to that of the Office of Gun Violence Prevention that are staffed with former gun control lobbyists. You know, Biden and, and Kamala Harris started this, and they're right, it is um, Gabby Giffords and, and all these gun organizations, Moms Demand Confiscation, that's who's in there. So imagine if, if if let's just say President Trump was elected and he established a, a pro-Second Amendment um, office in the way and put Wayne LaPierre in charge. The, the leftists would go freaking apeshit over that. I think it'd be great, but, you know, whatever, that's me. Yeah, I mean how, wow, geez, you got a you got an office in there that, that's gonna uh, protect your civil rights. We need one in there like Biden had that takes away your civil rights. These guys are such hypocrites, it's unbelievable. And again, this is your, we're buying guns using our tax dollars, people who own guns and love guns and love our Second Amendment civil rights, they wanna they have an office in there to take away that right. Um Oliva also noted the administration's alignment with the Soros family. I think a lot of our our watchers and listeners know George Soros is. Big leftist, hates America, put, puts money into destroying this country, is funding and, and perpetuating a tyrannical agenda on gun control. Absolutely is. Um, using taxpayer dollars, to you know, you know, this is my opinion, using taxpayer dollars to uh, <laughs> to fund civil rights infringements. Does that sound right? No, that doesn't sound right. But what if he did that to the First Amendment rights, you know? Uh, well, hey, I, I want an office to just shut Democrats up. How would that work? Yeah, that wouldn't go very far. I, I don't. I, I think a lot of stuff they say is ridiculous and anti-American, but it's your right. You know, but, um, but guess what? That doesn't mean states aren't going to line up to take this money. The lure, as we all know, the lure of federal funding will prove too sweet for a lot of these states not to do it right. And I'm not even saying uh, North Dakota's immune to that, you know. Guess what? We passed a um, seatbelt law here. You know why? Because federal funding, and and um, Governor Bergham and his wife thought that was a freaking great idea. So who? I mean, yeah, he hasn't signed any gun control, but he did in the past. I mean, signal that he would be. I believe it was red flag laws and something else that that he said he might have been in favor of. But whatever, you know, it, it's just, it's just more stuff. It's that's going to that's piling up with the way our, our government is against the people here lately and i you know, conte hey if you i would just recommend right now go ahead not, not right at this exact moment but you know sometime in the next couple of days call your representatives email the governor's office whoever and say you know they say no to this this uh great gun control idea that joe biden hasn't given the state's money to do it so i'm gonna catch up on some comments here um because i missed a few here so all right um mike deacons hello good hey mike how you doing good good to hear from you and i believe when uh i got this show next week left i think mike's going to be michael deacon's going to be um clay's guest a lot of times on here in his cohort uh my mom paul odegaard praying for whoops sorry i missed that praying for chris and family every day appreciate that mom Eric Newman, hold the government accountable for all the crime that happens from the border jumpers that they refuse to try and keep out. We can do that if they want to hold gunmen. Exactly, Eric. You know, and guess what? The governor of Texas wants to arrest him, and the Biden administration and the DOJ are all up in arms about him trying to uh, trying to shut him down. Now, I got a message here from Marty. He says thanks, brother. Marty, you're welcome love of my life is battling the worst of the worst brain cancers, but she believes in our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we are fighting this with both gloves off. I have no doubt about that, Marty. Man, you're, you're welcome. And again, um, you're my prayers, and you're my mom's, and everybody listening to the show, you, you're you top-notch people. It I, I just blows my mind when something like this has to happen to, to great people. Dave Fettig says, Howdy, Jamie. Howdy, Dave. Howdy, Dave. I tell you what, and so like I said, uh, we're going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, we got one more comment here, Doug Wolf. They will threaten to take federal money if it's not. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they'll do. Yeah, the, the, you know, hey, hey, you guys want some money? Which always baffles me because if I was a governor, I would be like, oh, you're going to keep federal money? Well, then we're not going to pay you guys any uh, federal taxes from the state. We're going to keep, uh, we're going to keep all the oil revenue without paying you taxes. And um, if you don't like it, Send your boys in, and uh, we'll just get the militia riled up here and see what happens. Because I bet you any money, uh, Uncle Joe the Meat Puppet would not would not uh, challenge that. Just like when uh, the boys, uh, the Bundy boys, did that down in Vegas to Obama. Anyway, before we go to our first, we got a break coming up here in about five minutes. But like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be gear heavy, kind of you know, like a two way bullet points thing. But I'm gonna kind of do the do the whole show with that and uh you know i wish i was clay cuz some people are asking me to to send this link for for chris and marty um i'll tell you what it is it is just go to gofundme.com and i'm not familiar with how gofundme works but look just i guess if you can search in the search bar crystal with a c c-r-y-s-t-a-l beard b e a r d family and i think it'll come up and and um chris and marty's sister-in-law treva um, as, as the organizer of this fundraiser so she started it nine hours ago and I'll tell you what people are uh, people are coming out in, in droves here to donate they already passed their first goal so let's keep this rocking um, I'm, I'm quite certain Clayton and I are going to donate to this and um, and I hope everybody listened to us too so go to that GoFundMe Crystal Beard family and and do the right thing there so anyway Again, I'm, I'm going to start this off. Um, everybody knows who's listened to the show. I'm a big Ruger American fan, right? And um, all right, Scott Odegaard. Thank you, Scotty. My prayers are with your family, Marty. Appreciate that, Scott. I'm a big fan of the Ruger American, which has been around for, I think, over a decade now. I mean, for the price you pay for this rifle, it, it shoots freaking awesome. I do have a few issues with it, which I'll get into when I'm going through this. Now, there's the, the Ruger American Gen 2 has came out, which looks, um, it, it is a big leap from the first one. This thing doesn't look anything. It almost, to me, looks like a, a custom rifle. And the old the old Ruger Americans, the standards came with 22-inch barrels, as did the Predators. And the Predators had a threaded muzzle. And they had the ranch rifle with the 16-inch, which I have that, too. And that that came threaded, too. But these... These new Ruger American Gen twos are coming with the, the 20 inch it's spiral fluted cold hammer forge. Apparently, the cold hammer forge they say it's it's more accurate. Uh, our buddy Dave Fettig on here probably know that know about that a lot more than me. I've I've had barrels that weren't cold hammer forge that, that shot half inch groups too, but and I think all of these now they come standard with the barrel threaded. I mean, suppressors are getting getting so popular that um, that everything has to be threaded pretty much. And, and man, I hope I hope we can get control of this this next election cycle and get rid of this stupid uh, two hundred dollar tax stamp. But so the barrels barrels threaded it comes with a radio muzzle brake. And I will say I, I have radio muzzle brakes. They work pretty damn good. They're not quite as loud as Gilbra- a gill A gill old will damn near blow your teeth out in my opinion. But and the barrel, the receiver muzzle brake and the bolt handle they're all cerakote which is which is an awesome feature cerakote is is great cerakote is i think cerakote's the best coating you can put on these guns to keep them uh keep them waterproof and whatnot and the the new stock dave's got a comment here i was just mentioning davey said the ruger american stock has been terribly terrible floppy soft i hope the new ones are always the i dave is right there too you know i i haven't noticed that it makes it is it is kind of floppy but but as far as accuracy goes with the ones i've had i mean they've all been sub sub moa for sure with some uh with some factory ammo and but but um reload, reloaded ammo for sure it's been sub moa for me it, it dave it doesn't look like it is. if you go on ruger's website it doesn't look it looks like it's a different kind of composite stock but anyway uh it's got the new stock features monte carlo s contour Raised cheek piece. It it is different than just the old straight one. I didn't have a problem with the older one, but the cheek piece can be lowered or raised via available accessories from Ruger. So they'll probably hook you with that a little bit. <laughs> length of uh, pull and comb height is adjustable as well. Which you know I've had rifles with that, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a rockhead. I I never found the adjustable height on the comb or any of that to to help me out. The length of pull has been all right on some of them. Ruger's patented, of course, they kept this power, the Ruger power bedding. It's got like the four um, blocks in the receiver and for your, and it keeps it, you know, it's supposed to keep the barrel free float. I don't know what kind of touches the stock on some of them, but man, it works. Like I said, they're all accurate. They work, they work great. And the trigger, of course, three to four pound Ruger Marksman adjustable, which I, I do like the trigger on the Ruger's and the one I got from Dave there, that 6'5 Grandel, super it was great i took I turned it all the way down as low as i could it, it shot and i mean the trigger was great you can buy another spring from man i can't think of an um m carbo i think out of florida this other spring and it makes it even better you, it, it makes it an even better trigger but um and they got they even thought like you put additional weight in the butt to like either balance out the gun more or absorb more retip, recoil Eh, I mean, I think that if you keep that radio brake on our suppressor, you're not going to need something like that. It's going to be plenty, plenty of recoil is going to get sucked up. And I've never thought, the only, I've never really had too many rifles. I thought were off balance other than bull barrels for, for offhand shooting. But um, if you get a regular size barrel, your standard um, contour barrel, and once you put a bipod on it, it messes with the balance of it, but I'm so used to that. I'm going to get into some bipods later here, but if I get a chance, and I'm getting pretty windy on you guys, but Ah, uh, so there comes, of course, the Gen Two steel receiver comes with, um, it's got the rail on it, which all well, the other Rugers, uh, I mean, uh, I guess I don't know if the standard American did, but for sure the predator and the ranch did 70 degree bolt throw uh, Yeah. It just keeps it away from your, when you got your, you know, you want it to come up too far to hit your, uh, hit your scope or anything, getting get in the way of that and they said here's one of the problems i had with they said ruger, ruger has improved the finish of the bolt action for slicker manipulation the old bolt yeah that thing was like zzz, zzz. it almost made a noise from the machining on it it wasn't smooth which maybe was a cost-saving thing they did for labor but it, it wasn't a big problem for me some people have bugged the shit out of them but and they said they tightened up the tolerances and i mean the bolt maybe was a little sloppier in there. and this year too Uh, it comes with a three round detachable box magazine. I don't know if they improve that. If it's that rotary one, that thing sucked. We talked about that on the show before. Dan Brown, I think we were talking about it too. But, um, there's different models if you get them, you make sure you get the ones they do make, uh, like I think not only the rotary but like a three round stack, and then they make the ones with the AR mag. Depending on what caliber you get, I always recommend going with the ones that take the AR mag because. I mean, they, they're they so dialed in. It's, it's great. And if you wonder what calibers they come in and chambered in here, 6.5 uh, Creed, of course, of course. Uh, 204 Ruger, which is kind of odd to me. I know they're Ruger, but, man, there's not many people that shoot the 204 anymore. 223 Remington, yeah, I mean, God's cartridge. 308 win, yeah, I mean, that's still a, that's still a hammer. Love it. 7mm 8 and the 450 Bushy. So other calibers will be available. So, and then of course, I I mean, it, it, they're going to have, I guarantee a 7mm mag and they're just, you know, 30 odd six. They probably got them, but this particular article didn't mention that. And with just some more, little, little more spec stuff here before we hit the first commercial. 729 MSRP. So knock a hundred bucks off of that. Yeah, it's not probably as cheap as the old Americans were. But uh, it's you know it's an improved rifle. It's an improved. I get this thing's gonna be. I promise you, it's gonna be a great rifle. So just for the Ruger Gen Two, just they got the they're just they're they're one they just put up here. 6.5 Creed. It weighs six and a half pounds, forty one point two inches, twenty inch barrel, three round capacity. And this would be this would be the one I would recommend here, the. Depending on what caliber, if you want a bigger caliber, it's ain't going to work. But the Gen Two Ruger Ranch takes the five, five you know, chambered in five five six. So it takes they safely can shoot, you know, two twenty three or five five six, and threaded barrel sixteen point one inches. Of course, just like the other one, half inch by twenty eight on the five five six and the threaded barrel six point two pounds. So it's a little lighter, one and eight right hand twist one and eight is actually god's twist on the on the 223 and 556 <laughs> 37 and and 3.5 inches that comes in same same price 729 so you know that's if you're looking for a new rifle and decent price a ruger american that's that's going to be pretty sweet here i'm going I'm to hit a few comments before we go to our first break here um, let's see here. Going back up here, Josh. Well, I'm going to have a story about Josh here a little later in the, in the show too. His son got a, his first archery buck. Uh, he said, my daughter has a Ruger American compact. It flat shoots. It shoots lots of sub MOA groups. it even got the same whole group when they all with factory. I mean, yeah, Josh, that, it, there are factory soft points of a couple different brands. I shot out of mine are freaking awesome. Uh, he said hers is a 243. Uh, Dave Fetty said this new stock will make felt recoil considerably less. Weatherby has been using it for years. Okay, okay, sounds good. And Gen One could use a great deal of improvement. He put barreled actions on in a chassis, polished the bolt, cleaned up the bolt raceways, touched up the firing pin, and got them. Oh man, he's going 0. 0.125 inch. Doing man, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Leon likes that God's twist. Absolutely, Leon One and Eight. It loves soft. There you go. Josh said it loves soft points. So, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna do our first first commercial here. And bear with me if I'm not as fast as I should be on this because it's just me doing it. So, do our first commercial break here. We're gonna come back and we're gonna stick with with uh, rifles here for a little bit. So, here we go. Lauer Auto Repair, they're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck-Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota absolutely and don't forget if you patronize uh lower auto repair or any of our other sponsors make sure you tell me you, you appreciate them sponsoring shows like guns in the 701 they like to hear it in fact um <laughs> hey when they hear that uh people are coming in and they heard it on here that just uh encourages them to to keep sponsoring the show which uh, we <laughs> couldn't do it without them guys and they're and and they're awesome man in fact uh Dougie, I got a little Christmas present I'm gonna bring down for you and the boys. Probably, <laughs> probably tomorrow. I've been there a couple of times this week, but uh, all right. So, like I said, we're gonna stick. Um, like I said, I got a bunch of shorter stuff here. Um, we're gonna stick with rifles right now. I'm, if you're, I'm sorry if I'm boring you. This is just. I mean, if you tuned in to hear about a bunch of political stuff, <laughs> I kind of went over that with, uh, with the with with the first thing there. Biden's new gun gun. Uh, bribery to the states with money so now we're going to stick with some gear and shooting and deer hunting and then i got i do have a funny story about guns coming up later uh, kind of a crooks be stupid <laughs> story um so savage arms uh, announced an expansion to its brand and product line with two polymer bipod offerings and uh, some people think bipods are boring i love bipods i have bipods on pretty much all my rivals except my 22s and one um um shit hit the fan ar i got which is shoot i I like keeping it light like that it's kind of a move around offhand and we're going to do some videos with it if i want to shoot junk ammo it is suppressed but yeah there's no suppressor on it or i mean um bipod on it i I love my dad hates bipods he's old school he leans over something but man i like to if i see something prone out and me, you just get a better shot that way. I mean, sometimes you don't have a chance to do like I did in deer hunting this year, but in the earliest, I did put two in the two in the kill zone, didn't work out for me on that with the with the ammo I was using, but you know, we went over that already. So the new <laughs> the new Savage bipods feature a toothless sling swivel mount and buttonless leg rotation and quick deployment, which is good. You hit the button, poop, pop out. The bipods are made of lightweight polymer blend to make them ideal for hunters and shooters in a wide variety of scenarios. I like this too. The, they, they come in two options, M-Lock and sling swivel. All my ARs have um, M-Lock forends on them. M-Lock, is that's the way to go in my opinion. A sling swivel, you know, it's, we got a sling swivel on lots of um, traditional rifles, which is cool too, put it right on there. Um, these offerings, of course, they can't, which is good. And swivel capabilities are designed, and they got like a rubber footprint so they don't slip around when you put them down. Some, you know, my Harris, nah, I mean, kind of does that, man, because I'm a big Harris guy. They fold up and deploy easily for versatility in the field. Now, if you're curious, I did mention Harris bipods. I think a lot of hunters and shooters know about the Harris. This I'll compare them. There's I compared three of them here: the Harris and the Magpul. I do like the Magpuls. A couple of my buddies have them. I'm I'm a fan of those too. I'm not like against any of these bipods. I'm just giving you my my opinion here. So the the new Savage comes in at 11 ounces and it's a hundred dollars on their Savage's website. It's a hundred bucks. So actually the Savage comes in here at at like the, the most affordable price. The Harris and that Savage goes from 7.2 inches to 10 inches. The Harris, this is the one I have, the Harris S, 13.5 ounces. So, you know, ounces equal pounds when you're when you're putting stuff on your gun. That's considerably heavier to me than 11 ounces. But you get the 9 to 13, you get a little higher deployment with it. And I'd look just today, the Harris S, $128 at Midway. it probably $10 cheaper at Shields, but they figured that out with the cost or or wherever you buy your stuff. And the Magpul same weight as the Savage, 11 ounces, and that goes from 6, 3, 6.3, inches to 10.3, so it's a little longer. And that was 109 at Midway USA. I would, I would buy the Magpul myself because Magpul's a great American company who left a commie state to move to a great American state to keep making their products. And they, most of their stuff's made for ARs, but they do. They do make stuff for, for. they're starting to make a lot more stuff for bolt action. In fact, Ruger American, they make stocks for them. The Magpul Hunter, I think it's called, but looks pretty badass. You know, I like it. I've never bought one because I've always just thought the regular Ruger stock were great for me, but you know, if you're into a bipod, there you go. I don't know if you guys got, uh, you got, any, got any comment on that. Leon, all right. <laughs> Leon said, I'll be up that way Friday, Doug. All right. Hey, Leon, all right. Get that you know, maybe you and Doug, you can do... Oh, heck, I might be wrong We might do some Christmas shooting. If anything, Leon, let's get together and have some uh, eggnog. We'll do a review on some eggnog, maybe, you know. Uh, Eric says, I wonder how the push pudding reaction will stand up to snow that gets... Yeah, it... Th- actually, Eric, I think the button on the back of that, if you look it up on savage's website it looks like a pretty good button it's, I, I mean i kind of read i don't want to get too far into it but if you read into it yourself it sounds like it's kind of sealed up for to fight off stuff like that it's pretty it's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah brian Warner says jamie you got mama joe's mouth mouthwater for an upgrade to her predator no yeah i don't blame you man it's not, you look at that rifle that new ruger looks looks badass man i'm not kidding you and no, Ruger doesn't sponsor me and, 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 uh, and Clay. You know, I wish somebody did, but <laughs> I'd definitely take one of them new Rugers. They look badass. I like them. So kind of talking with rifles and, and deer hunting here. Um, we're going to head down to Nebraska here. 28-year-old Samantha Comenzet received a marriage proposal after dropping a big buck on a hunt near Philly, Nebraska. Philly or Philly, and I did see the picture of of a uh, Samantha, the young lady here, pretty hot man, and, and um, her her boyfriend here, Cole Burrs. He's thirty two years old guy, good looking young fella too. Look like they're gonna make a great couple. Um, gave her the first shot on a monster buck in early November, and of course um, Samantha made the shot, made a shot count, dropped this nice big buck. And after after she shot the deer. Um, Burr's told her he bought, he brought along a professional photographer to capture the successful hunt. But as Samantha and Burr's approached the deer to take photos, he dropped to one knee and then asked her, asked her to, to marry him, which <laughs> the professional photographer captured the moment. If you want to see the picture, you can go on Breitbart or pretty much as I imagine if you searched it, it would come up. Nice picture, beautiful picture, him and her nice buck. I wouldn't say it's a monster, but it is a damn nice uh, white tail buck. And she she of course she said yes. And she also said everybody's been saying they would marry him too if they let if they let them shoot that big of a deer. And probably some guys would probably marry him for that. And hey buddy, take the oh God, I'll marry you. Just let me kill that big buck. But uh, <laughs> and CBS News noted that uh and Burrs, they've been dating for three years, and one of the things a couple bonded over is that they shared their love of hunting. Okay, well, she was into it before then, even. And of course he said, and I, I get this feeling too my buddy shoot deer my dad or anybody he said he was he was just as happy that, to see her uh, harvest the deer as if he got it himself, so which I agree with man it's I, I love seeing people do that kind of stuff it, my you know even my buddy got his dough this year I was, I was getting jacked up for that, but maybe that's kind of weird I man I'm too into deer hunting, but <laughs> i love the whole thing. Leon says he's going to bring a toy or two. Sounds good, Dougie. got the thumbs up. Matt Simon, boss move. Absolutely boss move, Matt. That is – I couldn't agree with you more. Lynette says very cool. Very cool. And we're going to – so we're going to stick with – I'm going to go with – well, we got a few more deer topics here. This one, not as happy as the last one. So, I mean, if you think I'm going all over the map here, like I said, we're just going to be – we're going to be banging on a, on a lot of different topics here let me drop something on you guys here just to you know get your opinion on some things i, I love interacting with the audience here in the in the chats but it's one of the best things about the, doing this kind of thing actually so a uh we're going to go to pennsylvania here where, where a hunter recently lost his life in an accidental fire Just figuring how the heck did that happen right so we got Uh, 76-year-old Ray Seville Jr. died while hunting deer in Belfast Township on Saturday, November 25th. That was the opening day of rifle season there, when a fire caught in his tree stand. So um, in the early morning, Fulton County Coroner said Seville's wife had just brought him his lunch and was with him when the accident occurred. The fire ignited when Mr. Seville tried to turn on a propane heater I don't know if it was a big buddy or whatever. My big buddy, I mean, I've had some flame out on it once or twice, but that usually I have no problem with that. So I don't know what kind of heater it was. According to Chambersburg Public Opinion, the flame shot out from the bottom of the heater and quickly moved to the floor of the tree stand. Seville tried to escape, but it had mobility issues. I'm 76 years old, understandable. His wife tried to pull him out of the tree stand. I, mean, I don't know if you would pulled him out of the tree stand. He'd have fell like that. It might have been. Um, bad situation either way, but I understand trying to get him out instead of burning to death, for Christ's sake. Um, was I at here? She tried to, okay, he tried to pull him on a tree stand to do so because heavy smoke. Um, suspects the hose from the propane tank to the heater had been chewed on by wildlife. Frickin' mice, probably, you know. And that this had caused the flammable fuel to leak out in the tree stand and perhaps under Seville's clothes. Okay, into his clothes? Well, maybe it got in there, and, man, it sounds like almost like he got lit up, like it was in his clothes. Man, that, yeah. The Those Seville's wife quickly called nine eleven. Seville was pronounced dead at the scene at 8-30. Later testing found Mr. Seville had perished from smoke inhalation. All right, well, you know, understandable. If he's up there and everything's on fire and you're 76, and, You know, rough story there. So just just a little something different I'd add in there. I guess be careful if you're in your tree stand with the heater. I don't know that too many people around here do that. Obviously, I got them in in my hunting shack, and a lot of my friends do. Lynette, yeah, that is awful, Lynette. It's an awful story. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not laughing because of what happened. I don't don't know why I laugh, but it is awful just because I'm talking about all this other stuff, and then I bring that in. So we're going to cheer it up after that one. With some deer stuff which i told you uh, josh patterson's son um he sent something to clayton and i got it got his first um archery deer he got it and they it got away from he thought maybe he didn't get that good of a shot and apparently they tracked it for a while and lost the blood trail couldn't find it you know backed out and figured they'd go look the next day still couldn't find it Well, and then less than two weeks later a farmer rancher um, sent josh a picture found found a young boy's buck and coyotes you know as understandable chewed all the meat off nothing left probably except the antlers and and they you know josh's son said immediately hey i'm you know the right thing to do here is tag this and keep it which is awesome man that's what i would have done too so they got it and they're going to get a nice euro mount on it and you know hopefully (laughs) lesson learned though right right josh um just because you get just because you stick one or you shoot one doesn't mean you're going to recover it which uh happened to us during opening day rifle season a friend of mine with a rifle um but yeah that's just something that happens as part of hunting person i i've been fortunate I, i i've found all mine i almost Almost lost the one this year. Thanks to my buddy Trav for having a, a good eye and seeing it. But um yeah, Josh, congrats to your son. I, I know he was still jacked up either either way, getting them antlers, and you're gonna have a great story to tell. Um, you know, down the road about that first deer he ever he ever put an arrow in. So it <laughs> Josh said right here, yup, it happens. Sucks when it does, but it does happen. All right, one more. I'm gonna get you guys with one more one more deer story here. And then I think we're going to go to our double ad. This goes, takes us to Minnesota, which is where, which is where I'm going uh, for Christmas. Uh, my family and I, to my aunt and uncle's place, um, <laughs> which is funny. It's um, deer woods where they live. talking about deer. Um, great place up there. Not anything like Minneapolis. It's I'm looking forward to going there. It's beautiful country up there. know it's East of Brainerd. I mean, good people up there, real good people, but, um, you know, we've all had pr- problems with their deer, deer population here, deer harvest. You know, Clay and I talked about that. I think last week how it was down and Minnesota is lagging behind 2022's total after the start of the muzzle muzzleloader season. This story was out December 7th. So as of December 3rd, Minnesota's total deer harvest was 151,794, which is behind 2022's tally of 164,006. This year's harvest is 12% behind the five-year mean of 170,082. Minnesota's deer firearm season concluded November 26th with the end of the 3B hunt. They got a lot of weird different hunts there, so I I couldn't tell you which one, you know, depredation hunts and all this stuff and chronic wasting hunts. And the deer harvest numbers remain down um, by Minnesota's deer down by 7% compared to 2022. And there are a few deer hunting opportunities left, like muzzleloader, okay, ended December 10th, so that's over. Archery, I don't know how long Minnesota's deer archery goes, but here it goes till the first weekend in January, I do believe, just like pheasant. And uh, Todd Froberg, Minnesota's DNR big game program coordinator, says he expects that 7% to stay consistent through the last month, and if so, this will be the fourth straight year of the decreased deer harvest totals in Minnesota which sucks, but, um, you know, you know, somebody's probably going to say, oh, something's happening, and we got to, you know, sometimes they're just cycles, but there is big stories there. Of wolves killing a lot of deer, which, I mean, I'm not going to go down that trail tonight, but I'm definitely a fan of learning from our ancestors, and what they did was clean all the wolves out because the wolves cleaned out all the wildlife that we eat. So I'm going to uh, get to a few comments here. Uh, let's see here. Josh said his boy's watching too. Awesome. Thank you. That, that's thanks for watching. Appreciate that. And Lynette says, did you see the story in the news about a guy that got to tag a deer dragging a dead deer? Through? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. A guy actually with his bow got two white tails. One was dead and he come across them locked together and he arrowed the one and then, uh, called game and fishing and, and he got to keep both of them, which is awesome. Craig Bjornson, Good evening. Evening, Craig. I'm going to be going to Idaho on the 29th for some wolf and coyote hunting, and I'm going to be using my Savage 243. Do you think that's a big enough rifle? Some guys say they would be using something bigger. Craig, from I know guys who wolf hunt and 243 is absolutely big enough. Most guys I know that hunt wolves will tell you that wolves are big, but they're not very tough animals. Like most I know a lot of guys who actually shot them with two twenty-threes at you know two 300 yards and dumped them it, it wasn't they said that is absolutely no problem and for sure for sure coyotes i mean for sure obviously a coyote a 243 but you will have no problem with that 243 killing wolves and from what i've heard and from what people have told me who are big way bigger wolf hunters, guys i know that went to canada and shot huge wolves up there and i think in fact that's what he used was a 243 so eric newman says awesome craig heck yeah 243 is plenty good Good quality bullet in the boiler room, and you're good to go. Couldn't agree more. Uh, One shot cap. Filled my double doe tags. Hacon County, South Dakota, two shots. Woof. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Uh, Leon Francis replying to Craig. 243 is heavy enough for sure. You know, I I mean, soft point probably, you know, even. You know, 243 is actually seen just like the federal – um, I think they're 100 grain, just like Power Shock. Power Shock's good, affordable ammo, but man, I've seen that shoot awesome out of 243s or even the Hornaday American Whitetail worked great. Eric Newman, Smoke a Pack for the Wolves, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Or right. hey, Leon, you bet Creedmore. Creedmore is, you know, it really gets a lot of crap about being a man bun cartridge, but Creedmore kicks ass. I, 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 I love the Creedmore, man. I, Kind of sad. I had to kind of move on from that because of a shoulder injury. I love that thing. It had plenty of power out to 500 yards and was ultra accurate. Uh, I'm gonna have a video out about my my Grandel. I got some did some tests on. it, Did a video out at uh, Axe's place. Shot real good and surprised me with the velocity and the bullets I used. But all right, we're gonna do we're gonna do our double ad here. Well, like I said, just bear with me because it's just me running the show here and where is that double that all right double ad. we're going to come back uh there's a recall we got an ammo recall we're going to talk about on some rimfire ammo and i told you <laughs> we got a crooksby stupid story with guns and then speaking of federal ammo um got a little little tidbit here about federal ammo so hang in there guys appreciate you hanging in with me um you're going to do the double ad here and come back and you know like i said i'm gonna throw a question at you guys here to to um, get a little more input from the audience about some stuff here. So hang on, here we go. Lower Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lower Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lower. You can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck-Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment Repair Shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, Don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lawler Auto Repair, 701-258-6308 located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Guns and the 701 is sponsored by The Blind Guy of North Dakota for all your custom window coverings. You can contact them at 701-222 3932. They're freedom minded, they're patriotic, and they love the Second Amendment. This husband wife team was born and raised right here in North Dakota and based out of Bismarck. Again, for your Second Amendment company, for all your custom window coverings, the Blind Guy of North Dakota, 701 222 3932, or visit them on the web at blindguynd.com. Absolutely. Blind guy's been with us damn near as long as uh, Lower Auto Repair, and and like I said, if you do business with with our sponsors, make sure you tell them you appreciate them sponsoring uh, Pro Second Amendment shows like this, and you know, spread the word, spread the word that uh they're a great North Dakota company, and they're there and they'll support your rights, and they support shows that support your rights, so um eric says craig may be from iowa but he don't have a man bun so he don't shoot a creedmoor <laughs> oh man i've never had a man bun and and i love creed what creedmoor is kind of known as a man bun um you know cartridge i'm not sure why but you know like i said 223 is definitely god's cartridge so we, we have established that on here and the military's established that as well but Okay, speaking of ammunition, uh, consumer recall, product recall from Remington Rimfire Subsonic 22 Long Rifle. Remington has determined that a certain lot code of Remington Subsonic 22 LR 100-pack ammunition may contain rounds with an insufficient crimp and proper powder charge. Use of this product may result in firearm damage and/or personal injury, or maybe even your suppressor. Maybe you get a baffle strike. I don't know. This issue is associated with lot number P25HB4. That lot number again, P25HB4. And like I said, Remington, the company advises consumers to check the lot number before using any of the subsonic ammunition. Index number on the box, S22HPA, part number 21137. And like I said, lot code p 25 HB4 and um, lot codes are stamped along the exterior of the individual 100 pack plastic tray and along the exterior of the case back subsonic ammo is frequently used in conjunction with suppressors. So check specialized stores of ammunition purchased specifically for this purpose. This recall does not affect, does not affect standard and high velocity ammunition available from Remington. Only the specifically branded sub. Subsonic blind bl- of ammunition. Hey, that's my Obama. If you have <laughs> recently purchased any Remington Subsonic 22 with lot number P25HB4, Remington will exchange this product at no charge. For questions or to arrange for the exchange or refund of this Subsonic 22 ammo, please contact Remington customer service at 1-800-243-9700. Remington customer service, 1-800-243-9700. Hey, we were just talking about a 243. So I don't I don't shoot subsonic. Um, yeah, it is pretty awesomely quiet, but to me, the loss in velocity, it, it annoys me. I mean, it probably doesn't really make that big a difference, but it does annoy me. So I, I just shoot standard, even, even not a suppressed one. To me standard velocity is quiet but but yeah the subsonic that's like movie quiet that's just you know you you just hear the steel ring and that's about it so um craig here we've been talking with craig about um wolf hunting calibers and ammo he says perfect yeah i should be going to minnesota to shoot some wolves the dnr probably (laughs) wouldn't like that but there are way too many wolves in minnesota absolutely there are craig i mean i've been reading a lot about that and it's always funny when you see that on social media and then, you know, the, the, you know, I don't know what you want to call them. Not, I always don't, I don't like that animal rights people. I think they're more like crazy people who are, don't have common sense. Just go, go ape shit over, over people who want to shoot wolves and get rid of them. And we're in there. We're in there. Now the world's everybody's, I mean, humans are the, are the apex predator. And wolves are predators of deer, and guess what? We like deer, and wolves kill deer, and we can kill wolves. You know, that's the way it should be. In fact, when there's too many of them, thin them out. I guess I'm not really for, I don't know, something like wolves, maybe not to extinction, but when when they're affecting deer hunting or getting people's cattle or killing all the elk, which which they do, they do for fun. They don't just kill what they eat. You know, they I mean, it's documented. They just kill shit for the hell of it. Um, well, guess what? Then it's time for us to take care of business on them, too. So, all right. We got, <laughs> I got a Crooks be stupid story kind of thing here. Um, per- Definitely pertains to guns. So, this is out of, uh, I think, Indiana. Uh, Chris Boyd, um, Christopher Boyd, apparently not familiar with the phrase, nothing good happens after 2 a.m., was a passenger in a vehicle that was pulled over, yeah, right here in Evansville, Indiana, early Monday morning. The vehicle was reportedly stopped due to an obstructed license plate. Man, see, keep that license plate clear and make sure they can see the tabs on your license plate lights always working. Apparently, he's not not um, up to speed on that either. The driver and another passenger in the vehicle were released after searches by officers. Boyd <laughs> was not as lucky. In the other hand. He had goodies hidden all over his body. Oh, boy, I think some of us know where this story is going, right? Officers in- <laughs> officers initially found a small bag with multiple pills stuffed in a 32-year-old sock. A gift he claimed was given to him by his aunt to help with the pain he suffered suffered from because of a bullet he had lodged in his spine. Uh, the alleged spinal injury came up again when Boyd told officers he wasn't able to spread his legs during the search. When asked if he had anything in his groin or his ass, he told officers no. Well, that wasn't exactly a truthful statement from Mr. Boyd. In fact, he was hiding items in both areas. After arriving at the county jail, officers noted that Boyd was walking with a limp and appeared to be clinching his ass cheeks when he walked. A body scan quickly revealed the reason for the limp. He had a large object concealed in his groin area. The next step was a strip search, which revealed he was packing a Smith & Wesson bodyguard in his ass. Yeah, if anybody knows what a Smith & Wesson bodyguard is, um, it's a uh, smaller, lightweight three eighty handgun, semi-automatic, um, weighs less than a pound. These guys say here roughly five inches long and, and <laughs> easy to carry which I would assume that means in other places and not your, not your a-hole. <laughs> uh, my Smith and Wesson bodyguards, uh, some people I know got them, they shoot good. I don't recommend ever sticking one up your rear end. It look, that looks like it'd be quite painful to me, but um, for some extra fun, um, Boyd also had two bags of weed tucked next to his um, bean bag. I'm starting to think, his aunt didn't give them pain meds for, for that spinal injury. In <laughs> uh, another bit of bad luck for Mr. Boyd, oh boy, Indiana has not legalized recreational marijuana use. So Boyd was hit with that charge as well, as several others, including an un- unlawful carrying, <laughs> unlawful carrying of a handgun. I don't know if you want to really call that a carrying, but okay, it works for me. Oh, boy. And guess what? Guess what? Here we go. Boyd has prior convictions for attempted murder, burglary and domestic battery. He was not supposed to be carrying a gun in his ass or otherwise. So (laughs) I'm glad the Indiana police took care of Mr. Boyd and maybe relieved him of that that ache he had in his rear end where he was walking with a limp. So. I don't know if, if Clay likes to talk about them North American arms derringers. I don't know if, you know, they're pretty small, but I don't know if you want to even try one of those up there. So <laughs> right, let's get let's get to some comments here. Um, that's why our eyes face forward too. Brian's talking about being a predator. Exactly right, Brian. So you can see through the scope when you're sniping a wolf. Uh, just a matter of time until they're here, just like wild hogs. Yeah, exactly right, Lynette. And they're talking about these Freaking grizzly bears coming here, too, which, not a fan, not a fan. Um, ouch, Lynette says, <laughs> in all caps, for sure. Leon Francis, wow, so dude's definitely not straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he was in prison, he might have, uh, you know, they might have stretched the pouch out for him a little bit when he was in there, Leon. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that 5-inch 380 fit pretty easy. Um, Josh Patterson, the guy told me a story about a guy that was arrested in Vegas, had a Glock 19 in his prison, prison wallet. Uh, I guess if nobody knows what a prison wallet is, I'm definitely going to assume that's a, that's an a-hole there. (laughs) Never heard it. That's funny right there. Oh man. Uh, Craig Bjorns, did you see the DNR just released five wolves in Colorado on public land? Maybe it shouldn't, but it just pissed me off then. Yeah, it pisses me off. That pisses me off, too, when they do stuff like that, Craig. You, you should be pissed. It's, um, it's you know, it, it's they're not supposed to be there, in my opinion. And, and they were. Like I said, we should learn from our ancestors who thinned these suckers out who killed off cattle and everything else. But, um, you know, I guess a lot of liberals in charge of, of government agencies believe they know a hell of a lot better than, than people who, who who built this country. but. You know that's another story for another show, I guess. So we're gonna stick with um, gonna stick with a little ammo, ammo story right here. Um, again, I was just talking about ammo a few stories ago. This is a little better one though. This is not a recall. Well, better if Clay was here, he probably would. He he'd probably get fired up about this a little bit. But Federal Ammunition renewed its national sponsorship of PF Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. I didn't know there was such a thing as Quail Forever earlier this year, which included its title as the official ammunition sponsor of the Habitat organization. Okay, whatever whatever the Habitat, I guess that means Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's Habitat. Um, you know, um, the renewal continues a partnership, which I didn't know this. this is, I didn't even know this, this re- partnership that has existed since the mid-1980s Between the world's leading ammunition manufacturer and North America's foremost upland habitat conservative group. Yeah, so Federal Ammunition. I wonder if they sponsor, like, deer organizations, too. The reason I said Clay get worked up a little bit because, you know, PF, I mean, they're not exactly landowner friendly, so, you know, I don't know about quail forever, but maybe. Um, Federal federal is proud of this relationship we have is what they said we have the ability to see the outcomes of such strong conservation efforts that the organization put forth and included in its sponsorship federal ammunition has an on-box royalty program that donates portions of proceeds from the popular prairie storm which you know, I mean I think everybody's seen prairie storm ammunition during pheasant season and upland high velocity shot shell ammo, which I, I did when I hunted. I used Federal. It was a high velocity stuff. When I I mean I haven't hunted pheasants in a while, but that's what I used. Um, the high velocity, like I said, high velocity shot shell ammo lines to habitat conservation projects nationwide. Okay, so you know it's kind of a double edged sword. I I do like when they when they help out these organizations for habitat, but some of the things they do, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you got to take good with the bad, or should you just tell them to to beat it and GFY, I don't know. Um, Federal will also be presenting sponsor at the upcoming National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic March 1st through the 3rd, 2024 at the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You know, I'm Denny Sanford, I, I guess I don't know anything about the guy, but I've heard something on K4 or 550. I think, um, uh, what's his name on Tuesdays? Dr. Ted Dr. Ted Tuesdays yeah he's not a big fan of Denny Sanford but uh I guess Federal Ammunition um you know big sponsor of um uh, you know Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever and Habitat and so I you know maybe good for them maybe depend on what you think either of them organizations bad so <laughs> i you know it's, I guess it seems to me it's all right I, I like it when ammunition companies get involved I wish they'd get involved with uh guns in the 701 but <laughs> they have not so all right we're gonna go here's what we're gonna hit on next i think everybody's familiar is watch a show a time or two with this what this uh bumper music means here <laughs> and before i go any further if you're the kind of person who uh tries to hide a, a 380 up your asshole Nasty person. There we go. I kind of blew that one, but sorry about that. Anyway, anyway, happy ending of the week. We're going to a 43 year old taxi driver in Materi, I think I said that right, Louisiana, was in his cab during the early morning hours of August 21st when a man approached and pointed a gun at him while demanding money. The cab driver, obviously fearing for his life, understandable. Shot the assailant multiple times, killing him. Good. There's your happy ending right there before I get to the way end of the story. Sheriff's Office investigator said the suspect was likely the same person who had held up two other taxis in the week preceding this incident. No charges were expected to be filed against the armed citizen. That was coming to you. Um, NOLA.com, New Orleans, Louisiana, August 24th, 2023. Yeah, and yes, that's why is that happy, JD? In case i like I said, happy ending is a scumbag's dead. He's not gonna interfere with good law buying people like the taxi guy just out there trying to make a living. This jerk tries to come and rob him and possibly kill him or injure him for the rest of his life. Not so. The uh, the scumbag goes down and another happy ending story for uh for everybody here. There you go. All right, Leon corrected me, Leon Brand. Metter I grew up around, all right, Leon, yeah, Leon's, Leon's from Louisiana, he's a raging Cajun for sure, like that, I like that, and Dave Fetting, is that the namesake Sanford that got caught with child porn, I, like I said, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, Leon, I thought I heard, um, God, I can't think of Ted, Dr. Ted, is it Dr. Ted, yeah, I can't think of his last name right now, but, you know, that, um, maybe, Maybe it is. I, I I don't know. I'm just, um, just they said it. It sounds like the same thing. But anyway, Um in case anybody's um, wondering, yeah, I got this week is, and next week's going to be my last show. And I got this Friday and the Friday after uh, Mitchell in the morning. Clay and I do that. Guns in the 701 guys are on there from 8.15 a.m. Central to a uh, little before 9 a.m. Central every Friday um kfyr 550 a.m you can catch that also on 99.7 fm and iHeartRadio radio and clayton multicast that to the facebook youtube and rumble channels just like we're doing now he doesn't do that one to our to our um, website uh I'm, I'm not leaving on bad terms so that's um <laughs> so i hope you guys stick around and keep keep supporting clayton i mean uh, this show is needed it's it's a great show um uh, one shot cap says yes it was i'm assuming he's referring to dave fedig there um but yeah i'm you know proud to have been a founding founding father of guns in the 701 and then doing it but you know i i got um, personal reasons for for getting out but that's the way it is really appreciate you guys supporting this program it, it's awesome and i hope you like i said i hope you keep doing it i'm definitely going to keep I'll keep dating. In fact, Leon, I'm wrapping you right here, buddy. Two A seven hundred one. My buddy Leon gave me this cap, a couple of them actually, and some shirts. But the uh, Josh Patterson, I'll be around. I enjoy the show. Great, thank you, Josh. Thank you. And, and Clay's, and Clay's going to have some different guests on. I think every week, and I will be back occasionally to um, to be a guest at Clayton's, and um, maybe when Clay's gone sometime, I'll fill in for him. I don't know. I'm not going to be on. I don't know what Clay's got going. He is going to keep the program with with Todd Mitchell, Mitchell in the morning every Friday. Um, I'll be listening to that. I'll be whistling. I was reading a comment here. I'll be listening to that every Friday when I'm at work for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be go. It's going to be a great show, and they're going to keep doing it that way. So. Um, Leon says, sweet swag, brother. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. This is a this is a and Leon, I got that red cap too. That's my river cap, man. I like to represent that. People see that red cap. Why the Trump guy? you damn right there is. Um, one shot cap, great show, JD. Take care. You thank you, thank you, one shot cap. I appreciate that, appreciate that a lot. Um, it, it, I feel like I was running on doing this program, but uh, I said that before and it myself, I didn't get much of a chance to uh you know, have a, have a couple swigs of my Coors Light, which I like to do, but you know, if, um, you you know, if you guys got any questions you want to, want to hit on here before, um, before I, we're, we're just over an hour. Last time I did this, I tried to keep it, you know, right about that time. Um, you know, it's, I I could, I could bring up plenty other crap too, but you know, I probably bored you guys enough with my, uh, statistical garbage here. I did, one thing I tell you what, one thing I did because I am a fan of coolers, and my, my wife will tell you that I have <laughs> that I have too many coolers. Um, this thing called Mammoth coolers, you know, have you ever had like you're in the dark, you're you're out, you're you're fishing or whatever you're doing, you're out hanging out with people around the fire, and you can't see what's in your cooler when you lift it up. Mammoth coolers actually made a made a thing here. It's called the Mammoth Cooler Light. It's got 50 lumens of illumination, and it installs easily the underside of your cooler lid. You can check this thing out, you know, search it on, I don't recommend Google, use something else. But uh, it's powered by two double A's and 40 hour runtime, time. And, ne- and the, the lights, they say never need replacing. And water resistant, and that's actually you can leave it on or motion activated when you open the top of the cooler. It's not that big. It looks, man, I don't I guess I don't, to me it looks like it's probably like two inches long and maybe an inch and a half deep. It's pretty small, so I don't think it's going to interfere with stuff too much. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to get one. They got it um, thirty bucks, but I mean, this thing's supposed to last a lifetime, and and I do, I do like. To see what I'm I have that problem before reaching in there. Coors is water. <laughs> Eric's not gonna give up on me. Eric, I'll tell you what, here we go. Eric, I'm gonna have another. Mm-hmm. I like water, I'm hydrating. <laughs> oh uh, we I think we got we got an infiltrator here on my last one, Kesley channel. Hi hand pink waving, hand pink waving. Yeah, see. <laughs> That figures, right? I'm gonna do my last, one of my last shows here, and we get somebody like that, Dougie, Dougie Wolf. You can do whatever you want, Jamie. You're gonna, you're gonna do get fired. Right? <laughs> you're gonna get fired. Oh, yeah. This gal person. Okay, I'm not gonna read them comments anymore. Uh, okay, Mike Deakins here. Like I said, I think Mike Michael Deakins is gonna be. I think one of Clay's guests here i'm not sure how often but clay has mentioned that where does clay keep the beer in his studio asking for a friend (laughs) uh clay's not a big beer guy he likes to drink that uh alabama moonshine is what he calls it clay had a few too many beers that second amendment day um he wasn't shooting but he did kind of overdo it and it didn't end up good for him later that uh later that evening but you know he's he get Clay some he gets he likes Pendleton too, but when he does a show he does his uh, moon, Alabama moonshine from his buddies. Uh, Eric Newman, I just got a friend request on commie Book from Chronic Wasting Disease. Yes, Eric, Dave, that's a that's actually a good dis Yeah, that that's a good yes. Accept that friend request. They have good information on there. They're on our team. Um, Lynette, great work, Jamie. We will look for the shorts. All right, yeah for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing some short stuff. I, I do. I do enjoy actually, I enjoy doing this for sure, but um, I enjoy doing the video aspect of stuff a lot better. Not because I think I have a pretty face. I just, I just enjoy that a lot more. I love shooting guns, testing guns, talking about as evidence by tonight, I can ramble on pretty good when I get to talking about guns and gear, you know? And I mean, I'm definitely well-versed in, in gun control stuff too, but, um, you know, it's just the time invested in, in doing both of those things. And a lot of people don't think it takes time to, to buff up on these shows when you're a gun nut and you like guns. But it does. It takes up a lot of time because we got this show and then we got Todd's show. And if you shoot a video or two, and then you got to do that and take, you know, take the time to go do it, which, like I said, I'm I, you know, basically doing that anyways a lot of time. But then you got to edit them down. and It, it all takes time. It all takes time so i'm just um you know what <laughs> dave Fetting. yeah this kesley channel is probably a it is a bot that i've been i've been looking at yes yeah, sir how are you oh, i'm doing great kesley um dave Fetting, make sure you're wearing pants while doing shorts <laughs> except in the summer buddy except in the summer but you know i definitely am now so like i said you probably see me around doing doing shorts of some sort so Um, Leon Francis says, make every town Kennesaw, Georgia, which Kennesaw, Georgia, if nobody knows their city council years ago, made it, uh, made it, uh, a city ordinance that everybody has to own a gun. No. And, uh, Kennesaw's, um, crime rate has went down and stayed low. I do believe, um, ever since then. So you don't have to do shorts of shorts, LOL. Eric. (laughs) Maybe I will. I've never did that before, Eric, but. All right, guys, unless, hey, unless anybody's got something to add here, I'm going to, uh, think I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, you know, little credit thing here, what Clay and I usually do, and then I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, but I, hey, had good audience tonight, appreciate you guys tuning in, had fun doing it, and, and Brian, Merry Christmas all, Merry Christmas to you, Brian, and, and Merry Christmas to everybody, and like I said, make sure you get on there to, uh, to uh, you know, the Chris Beard family, Crystal Beard family on the on the um, GoFundMe and then help beards out with you know they got terrible deal there. I talked to it at the beginning of the show and uh, Clay and I'll probably bring it up on Friday on Todd's show actually too. Um, I promise I won't I uh, won't get as emotional <laughs> on Friday when we do it, but um, you know stuff happens to your lifelong friends and it's um, it's hard to take. So, but yeah, Merry Christmas everybody. Dave Fettig, Merry Christmas all. Merry Christmas to you, Dave um josh josh did someone put a post a link to go i'll tell you what josh i don't i can't do it on my computer but when the show's over i'll promise i will put a GoFundMe link to it on our on our facebook page and clayton will probably put it on rumble i don't have a rumble account clay runs that but i'll promise you when the show's over i will post that GoFundMe link for uh chris beard on on our facebook page so and appreciate it if you guys would share that when i get it on there so and I, you know, I, I sent a text, Dave, I texted you the link to that. So go ahead and share that with anybody you know who knows the Beard family. So Merry Christmas to you, Lynette. Um, I'm sure I'll be seeing you <laughs> a lot in the coming weeks. You're out shooting and and uh, having some fun out there. But all right, guys, like I said, great show. Appreciate everybody. Pre Really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Um, You know, had fun talking about guns and gear and a little politics right at the beginning. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I'll see you next Wednesday and talk. Hopefully talk to you Friday. Like I said, Mitchell in the morning. Uh, Mitchell in the morning, KFYR, 5.50 a.m., 8.15 a.m. Central every Friday. Clayton and I are on there till right about um, 8.55. We do about uh, four four topics we hit on there on that segment. And if you don't listen to KFYR 550 AM, you can catch it 99.7 FM. iHeartRadio, KFYR on there. iHeart app is free. And Clayton um, Clayton simulcasts the, the show on the Facebook, YouTube, and our Rumble channel. So you can check that out on there as well. Merry Christmas, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Dave Fettig, um, he's chipped in a few bucks. All right, Dave, I appreciate that, man. You're awesome. Thank you for doing that. So, without anything else, guys, um, talk to you Friday. And next Wednesday is my last show. I hope you guys all tune in for that. I don't know that we're going to do anything special. Just Clay and I doing what we do. Um should be a good show either way with some good info. But uh, everybody, again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, we'll get you that next year. But Merry Christmas. I hope everybody has a safe, safe travels on Christmas. And you're back here next week listening to Guns and the 701 and spread the word. Appreciate you guys. You have a good one. JD, I'm out.